With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Baba Kamadaf Yudzayin, page 17. We begin at the very bottom of Tezayin Mabayiz. The Chavad Asu Lebi Moisai, they did honor for him in his death, it's referring to Chizkiah Melech. This teaches us that they placed a place of learning upon his grave. Rabbi Nassim argues about this for Rabbanah and the Rabbis. So one said that it was three days that they were there. One says that it was seven days that they were there. There are those who say that there were 30 days that they set this yeshiva to be a schus from a merit for him, to do honor for him. We learned in a brisa. The honor that he did for him in his death. So this is referring to the verses talking about Chizkiah, the king of Judah. That 36,000 people went out in front of him when he passed away, that they had rent their garments such that they were able to see through to their arm. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Nechemia says to him, Don't tell me that this is something that they did for Chizkiah. That reference is talking about something that was done for Achav, who was an evil king who many, many people eulogized. So the verse is referring to the fact that they placed a Torah scroll upon his deathbed. And they said, this one, referring to Chizkiah, fulfilled that which it says in this one in the Torah. And even nowadays we do such a thing for a great Torah scholar. So they do take it out, but they don't place the Torah scroll actually upon the person's deathbed. Or possibly we could say like this, that we do in fact place it there upon his deathbed. But we don't say that this person, even if he is a great righteous person, that he fulfilled everything that's inside of the Torah. I was going along with Rabbi Yechanan to ask him a question about the Sogya. Uh, when he went in, or actually according to one Gersa, when he came out of the bathroom, and we're asking him questions, and he didn't answer us until he washed his hands, and he placed his tefillin upon him, and he said the blessings, and then he answered us. The truth is, said Rabbi Yechanan, that we do in fact say about a righteous person, we place the Sefer Torah there, on his deathbed, and we say even that he fulfilled this. We don't say that he taught. Or that he learned the Torah. So Gemara says, "Wait, Mar, behold, Mar said, Torah Learning Torah is great because learning Torah brings a person to do action. So if you're going to say that he fulfilled the Torah, so certainly you can say that he learned the Torah, that he taught the Torah, because which is greater? We see from this statement of Mar that in fact learning the Torah is not as great as doing it. So if we're going to say that he did it, so certainly we'll say that he taught. So the Gemara answered like Kashma, Muri. It depends which is greater." If it depends, if we're talking about teaching or learning. To learn, so what's a higher thing than learning is actually doing what it says in the Torah. But to actually teach the Torah, that's even higher than doing it. In the name what does it mean in the Torah when it says, Praiseworthy are you who plant upon the waters, those who send out the foot of the ox and the donkey. What is that referring to? This is actually coming to teach us, teach us that whoever's involved in learning Torah and doing kindness, so it's going to merit to have the inheritance of the two tribes. So it says, Praiseworthy are you who 
uh, plant. When it says planting, it's actually referring to charity. Shenemar, as the verse says, plant according to charity and harvest according to kindness. And when it says in the verse Mayim, it's referring to waters of Torah. Shenemar, as the verse says, and when it's thirsty, let them go to the waters. So here we see that a person who's involved, the verse is referring to someone who's involved in learning Torah and doing kindness. And he merits to have the inheritance of the two tribes. So he's going to merit a kila like Yosef. What's a kila? So Rashi understands that the word kila means to desire. There's going to be a desire for that person, just like Yosef. The verse has pen paras Yosef. The verse is referring to Yosef. Many girls wanted to see him, so they climbed up upon the walls. So we see that there were people who wanted to see him. There was a desire for him. And that could be, as I understand it, that could be why Yosef was able to wield such power, because so many people were interested in what he had to say, because so many people desired to see him, that he had a tremendous amount of chen. So, so to a person who's learning Torah and doing kindness, so he's also going to have the chen that people will be interested in what he has to say, they'll be interested in following his words. The Marsha learns this actually slightly differently. There's that the word kila comes from the word kilas chasana, which means a bed. And from the verse it says ben poras Yosef, the word poras means from Lushan of Piria Virivia, of having many children. Yosef, Joseph, he was the one who was able to give a tremendous amount of money to his family, to the Jewish people. And because of that, he merited to have many, many children. He had a friend and Yosef, he had two different tribes. So somebody who is involved in chesed and kindness, so he's similar to Yosef, to Joseph, and therefore he's going to also have this chus of a kila of the bed. The bed is the place that we produce many, many children. So a person will be zochet, the same thing that Yosef was zochet to. That's the Maharsha's pshat. So a person who's involved in Torah and in chesed and kindness is also going to to merit the inheritance of Yisachar. The chesiv, the verse says Yisachar chamor garim, right? So the verse that we originally quoted, Ashrechem zarek al kol So there it says the concept of shor, which is referring to Yosef, and it says the chamor, which is referring to Yisachar, as we see from this verse. And therefore, a person who's involved in these things is going to merit what Yisachar merited, which was, as Rashi explains, a tremendous amount of wealth. But also, as we're going to see, Yisachar was the one who was learning Torah. So is the army that those who say that his enemies fall in front of him like they fell in front of Yosef? The verse says, "With those horns, so Yosef, so to speak, is going to be able to destroy all the different ones who would come to try to destroy us." So a person who learns the Torah and is involved in chesed and kindness, so he's also going to have that thing like Yosef. He's going to have that ability that his enemies will fall down in front of him with only one blow. It's, it'll be that easy. And he's going to merit to have understanding and wisdom, which is referring to Torah, like Yisachar. And from the children of Yisachar, so they were the ones who had this intense understanding. They were the ones who were learning the Torah to be, in order to be able to guide the Jewish people. So someone who's involved in Torah and involved in doing kindness, so he's going to have that special siyata deshmai, that help from heaven to be able to lead others. Hadron Allah Harba Avais, we will return to you. Chapter Arba Avais. We begin the second chapter. How is it that the animal, a shore, an ox, is going, going along and causing damage with its foot, is going to have an obligation to pay the Shabbat when it destroys as it's walking along? An animal has to pay damages when it walks on its normal way, and it breaks. And the Gemara is going to explain why it says it seems to say the same thing twice. Let's say it was kicking or it was shooting out from its foot some kind of stones and it caused damage and it broke some 
kind of vessels. Meshalim chatzinezik, so it's going to have to pay half of the damages. There it's considered chatzinezik tsoros. This is halacha mishmisina. We're going to see, and it's something that's unusual, and therefore uh, it's considered karen. It's a subcategory of goring. Dars alakli v'shavarta. Let's say it trampled over some kind of vessel and it broke it. V'nafal alakli, and while it was in the process of trampling it, so it shot out and it fell onto a different vessel v'shavrei, and it broke the second vessel. And the first one you have to pay full damages. But on the second one you only have to pay half the damages because the second one is considered destroyed, like with Troris, like where the animal kicks up some kind of stone. So that's unusual. Therefore, the second one you only have to pay half the damages. The roosters, so they have to pay damages when they walk on their normal way, when they destroy. Let's say there was something attached to his foot that was swinging around, or it was dancing around, and it was destroying some kind of vessels. So this case is, in fact, only going to have to pay half the damages because it's an unusual case. We turn to Yudzaim base page 17b. We begin the Gemara. Amar le Ravina le Rava, Ravina said to Rava, Hainu regal, hainu behema. The Mishnah, so it says two different cases at the very beginning which are exactly the same, which is regal, which is the animal causing damage with his foot, and behema, which is the animal. Amar le, tana avis vekotani toldos. So he responded and said that we're actually saying the supercategories and the subcategories. Elamay Adza the Gemara says if that's the case, save for the kotani hashem wedes habehema muedes, it says elsewhere in a different Mishnah later on, it talks about the case of Shane, and it says again, it says behema muedes, it says two different cases which would seem to be the same, my avus and my told the So how do you have super categories and subcategories in regards to shame? So he answered him as a joke, and he said like this, I answered you one, so you answer one of the questions. So what's the real understanding? Why in the second mission also, in regards to Shane, so it says the two different things, what's the subcategory there? So Rav Ashi says, So even though there's no subcategories over there, we do have two different supercategories. One's referring to the Shane, the animal that, uh, it's a wild animal that it causes damage that's in your care. And one is talking about uh, the Shane, where it's uh, the animal's eating something that's a domesticated animal. We would have thought to say, The verse says, And shall send out his animal be Be'era means a domesticated animal. Behema in chayalo. So it's only a reference to a domesticated animal, not to a wild animal that one has brought into his house. Kamashmalan is coming to teach you the chayav achal behema. That the concept of a chayav, a wild animal causing damage, if it's your animal, it's also included in the concept of behema, and therefore there's an obligation to pay for both. So Gemara says, Ihachi, if that's the case, so it should have said that first. Meaning, it should have said the case of behema, which it says second, it should have said that first because it's the ikr din, the, the main halacha that the verse talks about is behema. So the Gemara answers, the one that comes out of a drasha, so it's more endeared to us. So that's why we say it first. says, if that's the case, that's something that we learn out from a drasha. That's what we're going to say first. Reishanami in our mission over here also. So it should have said the thing which is not explicitly written, which is the subcategory. That's what one that should have said first, not the not the not the main thing that it says in the Torah. Sigmar says, no, what are you talking about? Over there, when we're talking about shame, we're talking about the animal damaging while it's eating. So you have chaya, which is a wild animal, you have a behemoth, a domesticated animal. Both of those things are avos. They are avos. They are super categories. So then if you have a choice, which super category to put first, so you do the one that's more chaviv, which is more endeared to
to us the one that comes out of a drasha. Hacha shavik avetani tolda. But here we're going to say the the av second, and we're going to say the tolda, the subcategory first. No, we have a choice between an av and the tolda, a supercategory and a subcategory. We're going to say the supercategory first. Ibaisim another possibility. I did the selik may regel possible regel. Since the last time that we talked about shame and regel, so the last thing that we spoke about, we didn't speak about behema, an animal, but rather we spoke about the regel itself, the foot. So that's why we start off over here with regel. But theoretically, according to this answer, we could have started off with behema, since that's the thing that's learned out of a drasha. It's more chaviv, perhaps. Tanaraban we learned in a brisa behema muedes lahalechidarka l'shaber, an animal. So it's muad. You have to pay full damages right away when it walks along and it damages on the way. Okay, so what's the case? Behema shenichnas alachatzar anizik. Let's say you have an animal that went into the rishus, the domain of the person who got damaged. Vihizika and it caused damage begufa with its body derechilucha as it walks along. Uvisara derechilucha with its hair as it walks along. Beukav shaleha with the saddle on its back. Uveshlisha ala with the package on its back. Uvepumbiya shabipia with a bit in its mouth. Uvezug shabitzavar with the bell around its neck. Chamor b'masoi a donkey with its package. Mishal menesik shalom. So all these cases, so it's considered part of the animal. It's considered something that's normal for it to damage with. Therefore, you have to pay full damages. Sumcha says, Tzreis v'chazir. Let's have a case of the animal kicking out some kind of stones. V'chazir shayya neiver ba'ashba v'hizik. Or you have some kind of pig that belongs to you that was nosing around in the garbage and caused damage. So Mashal and shalom. In these cases, so Sumchas holds that you pay full damages, even though the Rabbanon hold that you pay only Chatsi Nezik Toros. You have to only pay half the damages. Hizik Pshita. If it causes damage, obviously you have to pay full damages. Ela Ema Hitiz Vihizik. But rather say that the cases where it shot out something and caused damage, Mashal and shalom. In such a case, he has to pay full damages. So what's going on? Where did Sumchas all of a sudden come out of the blue? We're talking about Tsuros from Chisura Mechsura. There's something missing. This is how it should read. Tzoros, where you have these stones getting shot out. Ki Chayhu in a regular way. Chatsi Nezek. So you pay half the damages. V'chazashah Yenayver Ba'ashba. And you have some kind of pig that was nosing around in the garbage. V'hitiz V'hizik. And it shot something out from it. And it caused damage. V'shalom Chatsi Nezek. So according to the Tanakhama, you'll pay half the damages. Sumchas Omer. Sumchas says, Tzoros V'chazir. Shah Yenayver Ba'ashba. In these two cases, V'hitiz V'hizik. Where it shot out something and caused damage. V'shalom Nezek Shalom. So Sumchas' shita is that even though in this case the rabbis hold that you only pay half the damages, Sumchas holds that you pay the full damages. If you have some kind of roosters that were flying around from one place to the other, they cause damage to vessels with their wings themselves, the wings themselves. So then you pay full damages. Let's say they cause damage with the wind from underneath their wings. So then you pay half damages because that's considered like turtles, like where an animal kicked some kind of stones and it caused damage. Sumcha says that in this case, again, since it's turtles, so he holds that you pay full damages and it's not chatzin, it's not half the damages. We have another brisa. If you have some kind of roosters that were dancing around agave isa on top of the dough, agave pears around fruits, vitinfu, and they caused it to get dirty. A nikru, or they they pecked at it with their beaks. Mishal and Zikshalim said that they pay full damages. Ha'elu offer a service. If let's say because of their movements, so the dust came up from the floor or stones shot out from them. Mishal and Zikshalim they have to pay half the damages. Sumcha Sumer Sumcha says Zikshalim have to pay full damages. Tani Yidachu another brisa. Tarnagol Shal Yimafriach Mimakom Lamakom. If you have a rooster that was flying from one place to the other, and a wind came out from underneath its wings, and it caused damage to vessels. So here the rice says that you have to pay half the damages. Stomach Rabbanus, the Gemara says that this is Mistama, like the rabbis who say that Tsuroros is Chatzinez, you pay half the damages. We understand Sumchus why he holds that if you have Tsuroros, you have some kind of stones getting shot off, or you have some kind of wind that's coming 
that from underneath their wings that you have to pay full damages. Why? Because the koach, the power that comes out, the effects of a person or the effects of an animal are considered like the animal itself. So that's why you have to pay full damages. El Rabbonan, Domi, If it's considered like its body, so then you have to pay the full full damages. And if it's not considered like the, the body itself, you shouldn't even have to pay half the damages. So where do you get to half the damages from? According to the rabbis. So Rav says, Really, it is considered like its body. And the fact that you only have to pay half the damages is a halacha Sinai. It's something that we have a, as a Masora tradition all the way back from Moshe Rabbeinu that he got on Har Sinai from God. Amar Rav. Rav says, Any case where you have a Zav, a person who has a certain type of Tumah, and he touches something, and it's impure, So in a case where the same type of touching occurred in regards to damages, so you're going to have to pay full damages. Any case where a Zav who touches it or comes into contact with something, the thing is is considered pure, in fact. Why? Because he didn't actually touch it. Let's say he threw it. So in regards to damages, you're going to have to pay half the damages. So what's Rava coming to teach us? The concept of Tzoros, that if it's not direct, so you pay only half? Rava is coming to teach us a different concept, that if you have a Zav that's sitting, let's say, or pulling on some kind of wagon, so then whatever the wagon goes over, whatever it touches, is going to have a Tumas Zav. It's going to have, it's going to become impure. So too, when, a, when an animal is walking along and it's pulling some kind of wagon, so whatever the wagon causes damage to, so it's going to be considered that it's a direct result of the animal, it's the animal himself or itself that causes the damage and therefore going to have an obligation to pay full damages. So Gemara says, Tanya Kavosi the Rav, we have a bride that's exactly like Rav Behema Mu'edes L'Shavar B'Derech Hilucha, an animal, so it has to pay full damages when it causes damage as it's walking along Kate said, what's the case? Behema Shenechnas L'Chatzar Hanizak, when an animal goes into the property, the domain of the person who got damaged Vihizika Begufa, caused damage with its body Derech Hilucha as it's walking, Vesara or with its hair, Derech Hilucha as it's walking along with the saddle on its back, with the package on its back, with a bit in its mouth, with a bell around its neck, or a mule with its package, or if you have an, a calf that's pulling along a wagon, so all these cases, you have to pay full damages. So here it's explicit, like Rav said. Let's say there were roosters that were pecking away at a rope that was attached to a bucket, and then the rope uh, broke because of this, and then the, the bucket broke, so then you have to pay full damages, it's considered that the tarnagal, the rooster itself, did it, it's not considered tsuroros, it's not considered that it was shot out. Boy Rava, Rava asks the following question, let's say it trampled or it kicked some kind of vessel, it didn't get broken when it originally kicked it, and it moved to a different place, and there it broke. So it wasn't a direct result. Mahu, Basar Meikara Azlina, Vigufehu, do we go after the original action? It's considered that the original action was what caused the damage, and therefore you have to pay full damages. Or Dilma, Basar Tavar Mana Azlina. Or maybe we go after the fact that it rolled and rolled away, and when it, originally, when it later broke, so it wasn't the original action, therefore, Utsaris Nenu, and therefore it's considered like as if it shot out some kind of stones, and therefore you should only have to pay half the damages. Tifshat Lemid the Rabbah, we can actually figure out the answer to this question from the statement of Rabbah, the Amar Rabbah. Rabbah says, Zar if let's say someone threw a vessel from off of a roof, and before it actually broke and fell to the ground, so a second person came and broke it with a bat or 
or with some kind of stick. Potter. So the second guy is not considered he's, that he's going to have an obligation to pay. Why? Because it's considered that the person originally threw it. It was it was already going to break because of his of his action. So therefore, we see over here tovar. We consider that the second guy he doesn't have an obligation to pay because he was breaking something that was already broken. The first guy was the one who broke it. So over here also we would say that in regards to an animal that kicks something eventually gets broken. So the original action was what caused the later damage. So Gemara says, wait, the True that according to Rabba, he would have known the answer to this question. He understood from his own self. But Rava was asking the question, I mean, you can't prove anything from one Amora to another Amora. The fact that Rava had an answer to this doesn't answer for Rava. We need to prove it from either a Brisa or a Mishnah. So the Gemara tries to bring a proof from the following. Toshimah, let's bring you a proof. Hidus ain't mu'ad. When a rooster is dancing around, so it's not going to have to pay full damages. V'yesham on ha'rez mu'ad. And those who say that, in fact, it does have to pay full damages. So the Gemara says, Hidus ha'gadaytoch. Could we possibly be talking about a regular case where it's dancing and causing damage? That's that's posture. There wouldn't be an argument about the fact that you have to pay full damages for that. Elalav hidus v'hitiz. Must be that the case that we're talking about here is where it was dancing around and it shot out something. And they're arguing about this. The one is you go after the original action and therefore you have to pay full damages. And the other one holds that you go after the, the final action if you only have to pay half. The says, Not true. The case is talking about where it shot out some kind of uh, stones. Now you actually it was dancing and it kicked something and then it ended up breaking somewhere else. But look to the Simchus again. And this Brisa is actually arguing about the same argument as Simchus and the Rabbis. With Hashem's help, we will continue from here in the next daily daf.